Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. Okay, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Drag Me Out. I'm Cass. I'm Haley. Are you going to listen to us waffle on for a little while? Yeah. So, Haley. Yes. How's your week been so far? It's been okay. A bit busy with work, and then I'm planning a seven-year-old's birthday party. Ugh, don't have children. Um, so I'm trying to juggle that with work and trying to get everything organized. And yeah, that's. Oh, I went to Arch Barker. That was great. Um, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, we went to Bianca Del Rio and it was amazing and spectacular and we laughed a lot. Um, and I uh, just, uh, I avoided the office this week because I wasn't feeling too good. So I just stayed at home, um, had a bit of a swim today, went to my Cairo, did a couple of other things. Uh, full disclosure to everybody, um, the day we're recording this is the day that Queen Elizabeth II has passed away. Uh, so rest in peace, Betty. And I guess we're just going to have to get used to the new normal of God save the King. Long live Chuckles. Yeah. The third. So it's a little bit of a sombre day in our country right now for anybody who's overseas. Yeah. Other than that, not really an overly monumental week. No. How did you, um, how did you do with the beef ribs? Okay, so we were in a rush because they took forever to bring out the meals, but I could order via a QR code, so didn't have to fight a waitress. But when they did bring it out, he kind of looked at me funny, like the children's beef ribs. I'm like, yes, that's mine. Thank you. And it was two rib bones and then like really meaty ends. So it was more like three. I got through maybe about I don't know I didn't even eat any of the chips I I had maybe one rib maybe I didn't want to push it because I didn't want to be sick for the show but it was satisfying it was a little bit fatty and I think that's where my stomach was like maybe you should start now so yeah so they were still nice I think I would like to make them myself at home um and maybe even get smaller ones because they were quite they were quite big but I like them and that's all I've been feeling like now is beef ribs so I'm probably just gonna make my own well beef ribs are, are, are pretty big sizes anyway but you can get them from Woolies you can get like a I think it's yeah a, a bush tucker thing or whatever it is and you know we've had those a few times and when you when you cook them up and then and whatever they kind of get go smaller and I think they're less fatty because I, I remember having them a couple of years ago yeah, and so I can also you... trim the fat if I cook it at home myself. So yeah, I want beef ribs now. <laughs> they are pretty good. I mean, Uber delivery or something like that. You know, I can't cook tw- dinner tonight. The Queen died. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you just do what you have to do. Okay. Oh, I understand. She's from a Commonwealth country as well. So that's fine. Beep, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
So this week's um, so, food fixation for you, what's been? I, I sort of satisfied it a little bit. Um, I have been dying for a halal snack pack. Mm-hmm. A mixed snack pack with the chips, the halal beef, like with the chicken and, and the sauces and all that other stuff. So, and I think when we were talking yesterday, I was actually reheating what I'd made and I'd end up making um, a Greek gyros with um, Greek marinated chicken and um, some red Spanish onions and some tomato and there was lettuce for the wife and, you know, still can't eat lettuce. Tried it, still made me sick. Um, And then uh, a roasted garlic sauce kind of just like a garlic sauce except it was roasted garlic that you would have on the kebab on the on the not the kebab the snack pack it was so good but traditionally you're supposed to have hot chips in it as well and I was like I can't go that far no but it was it was good but I really want a halal snack pack (laughs) with with the garlic sauce barbecue sauce because I don't do spicy um uh cheese so the, the bottom layer is the chips and then you put some cheese and then you put the meat over the top and then the um, sauce over that. And it's just, I miss that. I really would like a kebab. That's what I would like. Yeah. I mean, I could do a kebab too. I used to love getting a kebab. I'm, and I, I'm going to, you're going to hear this every episode, but the more that we talk about this, the more the, re, the reason why I've realized we needed the surgery. <laughs> I miss food. <laughs> I really do. I think I'm mourning food more than the queen right now. <laughs> There's an even balance there. This week, Haley, mm-hmm. what has burst your pancreas? Okay. I had one and I had to change it because I mistakenly had to go and get something from the shops and I was near a shopping mall. And I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just duck in here. And shopping malls shit me in general. There's lots of people. I don't like people. And there's not only do you have to go through this parking like structure, something from Pan's Labyrinth, where you need Sacagawea and a compass to navigate. If you don't know who Sacagawea is, watch Night in the Museum for historical accuracy. Anyway, so. And then you look for a park, like you're a lion looking for its prey and you creep up behind people and you wait and you see, oh, you're getting in that car? Oh, no. Oh, no, you're just putting stuff in the car and leaving. Yep, thanks for letting me know. Okay, thanks. And then you finally snag a park and it's, you know, miles and miles away from any entrance. And then you get into elevators, which I just just like assume that they're giant germ boxes now because they're just breathing on the back of the neck as they're traveling up. Then other forms of transport within the shopping mall escalators so I hate touching the sides but you can't not touch the sides because then you're going to fall over or you're going to fall up and just have a face full of metal and then I always I'm very conscious because I've had an escalator fail while I'm on it and if I wasn't holding on I just would have fallen forward and just killed myself so I also understand that you need to stick to the left on an escalator. But if you have a kid or an elderly person, all right, you can wait the 20 seconds. Like you can't be in that much of a rush. If you're late, it's not my problem. Mm. Then you have the people who stand in the middle of the walkways to have a chat. 
No, you just you could move over to the side. Just just mm-hmm. just shuffle shuffle over to the side. No, to stand in the middle of the walkway and have a chat with your trolleys like this, blocking everybody. We have to separate and walk around you. Well, I'm only halfway done. All right, and then you got the shops where. The shop that I want to get something from and then if I have to get something else, never close together, always across the other side of the mall. Mm -hmm. And then, so when I went in there for, I went in there to get a birthday cake for my son and Mm -hmm. I wanted, if I asked you, I wanted a cake made out of donuts, what would you expect me, like what, that I wanted? Donuts to be made in the shape of a cake. So like stacked up like a pyramid. Yeah. 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 Like a pyramid. So yeah. I went to a donut shop and I asked the guy, I said, can I get a donut or a cake made out of donuts? And he just looked at me like I was an alien. He's like, no, I can't do that. I'm like, see that cake over there with the ice cream cake. And then it's got donuts all on top of it. I just want that but without the ice cream cake and just donuts. You make donuts. I see that you have donuts. And he's like, no, we can't do that. I was like, Okay, so I'll just buy a bunch of donuts from Woolies over there for half the price and just stack them myself. I think Krispy Kreme do it now. They do, but Krispy Kreme's not near me enough. And uh, I don't have time to go pick up one. Oh, that's right. So, yes, I do. That's have right, because you are you live bumfuck. I live in suburbia. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> then I was walking um, across the shops because obviously I needed to go to the other side to get what I needed. And these two Karens in front of me, one was, they were holding like a bag of, one had KFC and one had McDonald's in it. And she's like, she's like to the other Karen, I don't know why they work there. Why work there? They're going to be so miserable. I mean, just be thankful that you have a job. I was thinking, who are you to determine whether someone is thankful for their job? Maybe they're having a shit day and they don't want to be told to smile by two Karens. Like, shut up. Exactly. Exactly. You don't know what, you don't know what someone's life is like outside. Exactly. Then I went to the chemist. They didn't have the script at the one chemist that I needed. So I walked across to the other chemist. 45 minute wait. The lady in front of me was like, is is anyone serving? And the lady's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm here. And the lady comes up and she's like, oh, it's a 45 minute wait. And the lady's like, I've just had dental surgery. I'm in pain. I need my medicine now. She's like, I can't, I can't move it up. And I'm like, who makes, what makes you so important? Debbie Diabetes over there is waiting for her prescription too. Like, what makes you so important? I get you're in pain, but you're also in a shopping mall. Do you know how many chemists there are in a shopping mall? Go to a different one. Because like, mm. I've had tooth pain and I get it. It's painful. They put you on some mm. good end one. And End one, yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing it, like Priceline was literally like five shops down. I'm like, just walk over there. They just didn't have what I needed, but I'm, guarantee you they've got some n1 over there and then she stormed out and then i heard 45 minutes and then i stormed out acting all mad because you know funsies and then we left and i was like you know what that's going to be my pancreas week because i hate shopping malls hate them they're a stupid invention i don't know who invented them they're just for an american old men to drink coffee and stare at people and unemployed people to hang out Mm-hmm. So that's bursting my pancreas. Um, it makes me mad. Uh, by the way, if the lovely people at Priceline would like to sponsor us, we're more than happy to receive anything that you have to offer. 
<laughs> no, I, I completely understand. Um, shopping centres are a necessary evil, though. I don't like to go into them if I don't have to. Um, I always feel like I'm being judged anytime I go to anywhere except a chemist, a hairdresser, and, you know, your usual, like, supermarkets and stuff. But, like, anytime you walk into a shop, I always just feel like I'm being judged. So I'm just like, well, okay, I'll just do it online because, like, you know, you walk in there. It's almost like those pretty woman moments. Like, you walk in and you can see that the, whoever it is who's about to serve you is like, you shouldn't be in here. You're disturbing my day. <laughs> you don't have enough money to be in here. You don't have enough money and I work on commission. Like, yeah. But, yeah. No, I just, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it's like no one works there. Like I was in JB Hi-Fi waiting for someone to open up a case and I was just standing there. Like, and I had, I swear there was a guy that worked there that saw me waiting at a counter and then made sure I wasn't looking and then zoomed past me. So I couldn't be like, oh, excuse me. I'm like, I just want some Pokemon cards. But I, I could see You him know that the only thing. The corner of my eye. I could see him. And I, I could see him like, as soon as I went to turn this way, he like backtracked so I, he was out of sight and then I turned back and I see him like zoom around the shop I'm like oh you're just avoiding me but you know all they're doing is passing time until they can all meet up at the food court at lunch yeah I get when it you see I, used them to, talking I used to, to work other, at a shopping mall I get it <laughs> yeah like they, when you see them talking to each other in the shops and stuff they're not actually talking about like what stock to put on the floors or anything like that they're going I think today we should probably have Mad Max for lunch and if Mad Max is busy, maybe we should go for like Guzmini Gomez. Um, and then they just start, they, like we'll start at Mexican and work our way down to the, you know, three Chinese dishes on a plate for $12 where everything's deep fried and disgusting. And then I went to the counter because no one seemed to want to serve me where I was standing. So I went to the actual counter. There was about five people just standing around. One guy was sitting on the edge, like playing on his phone. I'm like, can you just chill out? Like. Do you even work here? You didn't even look at me or acknowledge me. They were very I'm helpful. I'm the counter. merchandise. <laughs> they were very helpful. She, I ended up buying more at the counter than I should have. But yeah, people, it, it's like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's like a scam that we're just used to now. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I hate shopping malls. Okay, moving on because it makes me mad. <laughs> What's your pancreas <laughs> doing? Well, my, my pancreas was uh, really, really bursting. Um, this incident happened last week and it's happened a hundred times. But then when it happened last week, I was going mental Rolodex that because you're going to be, you know, my pancreas is really hating life right now, bursting type stuff. And it's when you, you're in an elevator or you're in, public transport whether it be a bus or a train and the person who is getting on or in decides that they want to do that before you leave mm -hmm. so you have to do like the body friction slide against each other there is an etiquette to this kind of stuff and you mentioned it on the escalator that you know you stay left and all of this other stuff in order for you to be able to get into the lift, onto the bus, onto the train, there needs to be space for you. I'm creating the space by getting off. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So why don't you let me create the space for you so I can come in? And I now get to the point where if the person walks in as I'm trying to get off on like ground floor or whatever it is, I go like this, I go, would you want to wait? Because, you know, I actually need to get out in order for you to get in. I don't like it. Wait your turn. We're going back to the wait your turn thing from a couple of weeks ago. Wait your turn. You know, it's up there with the person who continually presses the button to get the lift to come. I've been standing there. The little light with the down or the up is lit. I'm standing there waiting for the lift. And then some rando person walks in and then just starts doing this on the button. It's like, I didn't think of doing that. I've just been standing here the whole time waiting for your presence. Like, I don't get it. And then they do it at like the, um, the traffic lights, the, the pedestrian crossing and stuff. You know, you're standing there. You've hit the button. They can see that you've hit the button. And then they walk up and they go like this. Why? 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 Because it goes faster. <laughs> but it doesn't because <laughs> most of the time the traffic lights with the pedestrian crossing, the traffic lights are timed. Yes, correct. I like to right? make a comment like whenever they do. If, they, if, I, if they've seen me hit the button or I'm standing like next to the pole. No, I didn't I'm waiting, to do that. I, my general reaction is, is, oh, if you hit it, it comes faster. That's my general <laughs> But I just, I, I just, I don't get it. They can see that the elevator doors open. I'm standing there. Like I'm, there's maybe one or two other people in the elevator, but I'm standing at the door ready to get out. And then they want to push past me. And it's not like the elevator doors are like three or four meters wide. Like they're usually only big enough for two people to go through, like past yeah. each other. But usually, and oh, and usually the person who does it the worst is the one that's got like fully laden with like shopping bags and stuff. Yeah. So you're trying to get out to actually give them room to get in because they've got all. Fuck. Fair enough. The ones that put their hand across the doors, but then step to the Mm -hmm. side. So because elevators do shut quite quickly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well done. You're great. You're you're a good person. But don't, but don't, don't. And then, or, they don't do the arm thing. They stand in the doorway with their back to the door to like keep the sensor from having the doors closed. But you're still having to do that awkward friction bypass thing to try and get out. Yeah. You know, it's like when you come down in an elevator and it's a full elevator and you're like, it's five people deep and you're in the middle and, you know, they've all crowded you in and you're going to be the first one to get off. So usually what I do, um, the floor, when you can see the floors and stuff, I usually start doing the, excuse me, excuse me, this is my stop, this is my stop. And then they don't move. And then like, you're trying to get past them. And they're like, oh. and you're like, and I'm standing there going, I said it one floor ago. Like, excuse me, this is my floor. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> and worst offenders of it also are people at fucking Costco with the big, um, yeah trolleys you know um i was in an elevator at costco a few weeks ago and it was the one time where it went right and because you know how you get in one side and you come out the other like Mm -hmm. when you whether it's from the car park or from the shop itself and what it was was it was there was only allowed to be 
I think it was six people in the lift. Um, so we literally had two lines, <laughs> two trolleys. It, it looked like a racing grid, a racing car grid at the beginning of a race, right? And then the doors were just about to close. Someone swung their arm, the door opened and trolley number five decided that he wanted to come in, right? And we're like, okay, yep, no worries. So I kind of moved away. I was the second one. I, I was one of the last ones in. So I was at the back. Uh, and But I did say to the guy, I'm actually getting out of the next floor. And then he just looked at me like I had three heads and totally disregarded what I said. And then what ended up happening was the doors opened and it was like a, a derby type thing where I was just like pushing carts out of the way so I could get my stuff out. It was stupid. Like, people need to go to elevator school. Yeah, just common courtesy school. Well, there's that too. But, like, they should have they should have lessons on the etiquette of elevators, escalators. Moving, going back to the coming into the lane from the merging lane and the apex. <laughs> there needs to be, that needs to happen. So that's what burst my pancreas this week and that will continue because people are stupid. Correct. It's just how they are. On a totally different subject altogether um, and part of the reason why we're doing the podcast is because of bariatric surgery. And so I think, um, I mean, obviously we've done the whole thing about, you know, researching and all of that. I think we should kind of, for anybody who's thinking about it or anybody who's interested in finding out about it, I think we should kind of talk about the process a little bit as in, you know, what to expect, even from a food point of view. So one of the things, um, one of the things that you, you do after you get your surgery date um, and, and all of that is they will ask you to go on a pre-surgery diet in order for you to relieve some of the fat because anybody who is overweight or obese has a fatty liver. Like I don't drink, I should have a pristine liver, but it's still fatty. It was still fatty. Uh, So what they do, what they get you to do is uh, depending on obviously there are physical restrictions that you know you're going to with your doctor for me personally it was I had to I drank two shakes a day and then had a meal but it had to be um the the protein if I remember correctly it was 100 grams of protein a day yeah yeah and then there were foods that you couldn't couldn't eat and it was really surprising when they gave you the list of some of the stuff that you think is healthy and you know to be healthy but it, it doesn't help decrease your fatty liver. So you have to kind of, you know, give that a miss until you uh, have the surgery and everything. It also depends on your surgeon. So mm. lots of surgeons have different ways that they do things. It depends on your weight. It depends on a lot of things. The usual thing that a surgeon will suggest is two weeks pre-op, OptiFast, they're the best ones to have. Um, yep. So OptiFast for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then small snacks. Like I'm talking like half an apple, um, mm-hmm. like it 
it wasn't, it's not a lot of food. It's about a 1200 calorie diet. I think it works out to be. And then the day before surgery, only liquid. Um, and that's yeah, obviously to make it a bit easier for them. It probably makes it a bit less painful for you in recovery. And it starts to get your body used to what you're trying to do. But every surgeon's different. Some people put on four weeks of liquid diet. Some people like I was placed on two weeks of liquid diet. I didn't have the option to have the hundred grams of protein, although I wasn't the breast. I wasn't the best pre-surgery patient because I was like, oh my God, I can't eat this food. I need to eat it now. Um, and you know what? It it didn't, you know, I didn't, I don't think I lost any weight pre-op, but I also didn't weigh myself. So I could have, and I, I wasn't aware of it, but it was, yeah. it's hard. It's not easy. No, it's not. I was, um, because I had obviously a lot more weight to lose. I think if we go by, your pre-surgery weight and my pre-surgery weight, I was 50 kilos heavier. Uh, yeah, almost exactly. Like, uh, yeah, because I was one, I was 126.9. Oh, uh, um, yeah, well, then I was more because I was 178.5. Okay, yes. And that was yeah. right before they put me under, they weighed me um, mm -hmm. in that little nice degrading white gown. It, yeah, it just, it depends. It depends on your surgeon. It depends on your body type, on yeah. what they put you on. But be prepared. It's not easy. It's it's really not. And you get to, you get to about three or four days in and you just want to, they give you the, I don't know if you had it, but they gave me the last meal thing. They just kind of went, okay, you're starting on Monday. So Sunday is your last day to lash out. And I regret my lash out meal. Really do. Was it not a burger? It was... No, no. Actually, funnily enough, it was a grilled chicken wrap from Ogalo and, and chips and I think a Coke. And all I felt like was the wrap. I should have had a triple cheeseburger or a dirty great big steak or a chicken parmesan. Or I, I didn't, I didn't. I totally regret my last meal. But I should have had like a, I should have had a, mcdonald's like dinner pack to myself i feel 20 pieces uh, nuggets yeah we did do outback steakhouse for like one of the meals prior but it was such a disappointment uh i ordered the mm. wrong thing and i changed my order up because i was like oh i won't be able to eat this so i have that and it tasted like balls and i was like okay that was a waste should've of got, calories you, you should that's where you should have done the full rack of beef ribs oh yeah yeah 100 percent. go out with a bang totally yeah. go out with a bang I went out with a major fizzle, like somebody lit the lighter in the room and went nowhere near the fireworks for me. Firework was was faulty. That's <laughs> pretty much how it happened. Um, so yeah, I got to, I had to do uh, three weeks, and now that we've talked about it and I've thought about it, uh, they weighed me just before I went into the surgery, and I was one hundred seventy eight point five then. So I'm actually quite scared to think about what it was before I started the three weeks of the shakes and the healthy eating. It, I would have been in the one eighties. It could have been because you do fluctuate like between one and two kilos a day anyway. So yeah, it could have been. Um, I could have been like one eighty two or one eighty three or something. But the and then the post surgery process, you have the two weeks of liquid, two weeks of puree or mushy, and then 
um, you can start moving on to softer foods. So like scrambled eggs, avocado, that kind of stuff. It's all different for everybody because it's how your body reacts. Generally, it's it's the rule of every two weeks you can change something and you just had to experiment. And me being at home, it was easier because I could rush to the toilet or I could throw it up because I was at home. Uh, going back to work prior to six weeks is hard because you have to work out your eating and you're, it can actually just make you, I guess, miserable because your stomach's feeling nauseous and you feel like bloated or sick and then you're trying to do work as well so I couldn't imagine sort of going back to work so quickly I was lucky because um I had my surgery in November and we were still in the middle of we were still in lockdown yeah so I had two and a half weeks off um after the surgery just for just to kind of let my body recover a little bit um and then I just got to work from home so I didn't have to worry but then my bosses at the same time they're going if you're required to go back into the office for two days a week you won't have to because I pretty much had to isolate before the surgery obviously during the surgery during the recovery and then after it so I didn't end up getting really sick with COVID and then we went to Queensland Christmas New Year and then I got COVID um which was no fun because I was already nauseous anyway from the surgery Hmm. but you know that's a that's a totally different story um it but the the thing with the liquid diet and the soft food diet and all of that is and this is for everybody who's listening and thinking about it if if your surgeon is any good and I've actually looked at some of the Facebook things and their surgeons sound rubbish yeah I you know agree. some of the like really rubbish if your surgeon's any good they'll provide you with a pre-surgery meal plan the the do's and don'ts and all of that and they're also going to give you um what the two weeks four weeks six weeks is going to look like and they say to you that you should think about either pre-buying or pre-making so you don't have to worry about it after the surgery I had no intention of it because I, I already quite knew anyway, but I, ha- I had the sneaking suspicion that I probably wasn't going to appreciate anything anyway. No, um, and your taste buds change as well. Mm-hmm. So generally, it's gonna it's between three and five things. So on the two weeks that you start to go into mushy food or blended foods, you're only going to eat a range of three to five things that you're going to like. And you, you're going to find something and then you're just going to eat that nonstop for two, three days. And then you're going to find something else because yeah. you know that you can eat it. So mine was baked beans. I had, I ate baked beans out of a coffee cup for probably four to five days. And I also got the mashed potato from Woolies that was already pre-made. And I would put that on top and that would be my meal. Like, and even then... I got sick of it and then I would change to something else. Um, but you find things that you can just stomach because you don't want to eat. You're hungry, but you don't want to eat because you're just waiting for your stomach to be like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to throw that up. Um, but yeah, so I found pre-buying any food, chances are you're just going to waste it. You just have to wait because everybody's different. Yeah. Mine was, um, I've only just come back into mashed potato family um, this week because mm-hmm. I couldn't eat it. It was, it was too stodgy. And then I made something 
where mashed potato and I thought oh, I'll make it and if I don't like it the, the missus can have it and then I just had a little bit so I've kind of slowly graduating back in but I just I couldn't do it so my my go-to was heated up the little tins of spaghetti mm. um, and the plastic sliced cheese yeah I did, that got I did me have a about, couple of days of that that actually got me through about a month I was doing that every day for a month. So, you know, there were just little cans of spaghetti all through the cupboards and everything because it was the only thing that I could eat. And then I eventually got onto it. But once you get through the liquid stage after the surgery, you move into the soft, mushy food stage, which is generally blitz it, blend it, whatever it is. What's the, if it fits through a straw, you can have it. Well, shit, yeah. I can make anything fit through Exactly. A and I still had baked beans on the soft, mushy food side because if I did blend it, I could fit it through a, a straw. So I would just chew the shit out of it, make sure it was yeah. real mushy and then swallow. Like I, I still lived, yeah. off, I, I lived off baked beans for probably, yeah, same, like four weeks um, yeah. because I was just scared to have anything else. Eggs, people tend to go a bit funny with. Um, I did. Either you like them or you hate them. Mm. I'm like that with chicken at the moment. I've I've talked to you about that before. I'm just hit and miss with chicken. I can't. I'm I'm more craving like beef and pork. Like just on that side, I'm just yeah. I'm not chicken at the moment. Yucky. Well, I'm pretty much chicken all the way. But when I when I got to my darkest, thinking God, I'm going to have the rest of my life eating heated up tin spaghetti and cheese slices. That's when I just kind of threw caution to the wind and I got a little tiny uh, lamb steak and I cooked it up, excuse me, with some green beans and put them into a coffee cup and filled it up halfway because that's all you want to eat at that time. And I put, did I have it? I think I had it with tomato sauce, ketchup, whatever you want to call it. That worked for me. And I cried because I thought, yes, I can at least eat red meat. And then, you know, slowly worked my way back into the chicken. And I would say out of the seven dinners that we have a night, five of them would easily have chicken in it. But right now I'm stuck on hummus and lavosh uh, crackers. That's mm-hmm. just what I've been like. I'll have that for dinner. <laughs> mm. I don't well, that's know what why. I graduated. That's what I graduated to from the sliced cheese. I, the you know, the little packs where you can get the little square of cheese and like a rice cracker mm-hmm. like that's my go-to that and the little I don't know if you've seen them at Woolies oh they've got them at Coles too um the small little cube cheese and the little tiny pretzels Those yeah packs. I'm having the I have the it's got rice crackers cheese and little twiggy sticks yep um they're they're my go-to but I had them for so long now I'm like no no thank you so I'm on I'm on to hummus now this week um i'm off chicken i have a really tiny portion of ribeye every now and again and i'll eat a bite and then i'll go and do something and then i'll come back and i'll eat it it's soft it's it's cooked like it's not cooked all the way through so it's not tough um and i can if as long as i don't eat it all in one sitting i'm okay like as long as i but they do say the rule is anything after 20 minutes stop eating Mm -hmm. um, because that's how you can actually stretch your stomach back out grazing um is another thing that they don't suggest um because you can stretch your stomach back out they say a lot with uh like soda and like 
like sugar-free soda not to have, but it helps me burp, which makes me feel better. <laughs> so what this is, is your, well, I always say if I'm not sitting on your face, my weight is none of your business. But in this top topic, what is your current weight? I weighed myself yesterday. I am 125.6. Nice. So I'm mathematics. Maybe 52, nearly 52 kilos, something like that. Yeah. Um, But I'm noticing it in the clothing though. Mm -hmm. And when I had to have a chat to my dietitian and my surgeon and stuff, they, they pretty much said, because I've become more active and I'm swimming a lot and everything, obviously the muscle is going to build up, which, you know, don't ever pay attention to the scales, people. You pay attention to your clothes and how you feel. Your clothing is going to be your ultimate way to know that you're doing what needs to be done. Yeah, I agree. Because even that Trixie and Karcher jumper that I bought was tight and now yeah. it's it's loose. Um, so I noticed it more in my clothes. My current weight, I weighed myself. Monday or Tuesday, and I'm 103.5. Oh, nearly in the double digits, girl. So I can taste that. Taste it, jump it, taste it. Um, so I'm very excited. Hopefully, because I try not to weigh myself very often. I don't have scales in the house. I weigh myself at the gym. Um, I try not to weigh myself weekly because it just irritates me. <laughs> so I usually do it like once every three or four weeks or run over to the scales i weighed myself this time because i knew that we were going to do a weight update i mean i i'm I'm, i still got a long way to go obviously to get Mm -hmm. to the the double digits but uh next looking a bit loose (laughs) (laughs) but i can see i was I was doing this, I was, I was mucking around, I was walking around the apartment the other day and I was singing and I was looking at myself like when I was passing the windows and everything mm-hmm. and my wife said, what are you doing? And I said, I can actually see the muscles in my neck. Yeah. I haven't been able to see those for such a long time and like I was singing and stuff, I was like, la, and look, 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 I'd start naming them, but I'd, I'd run out of names by the second or third one because everything would just be like a drag queen's name or something. I had someone today at work walk past me and I, I was like, hey, hey, how are you going? Because I hadn't seen him in over a year. And he's like, I know you. How do I know you? And I'm like, I'll, I'm like, I'll just let you figure it out. You, you, he's like, oh, I know your name. He's like, did you, did you change your hair? I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like, I know you. That wouldn't be. And then he said my name. I'm like, yes, it is. He said my full name, actually. I'm like, yes, it is. And he's like, you've done something different. I'm like, last time I was there, I was, you know, 40 weeks pregnant. But anyway, <laughs> we, we digress. Um, I've lost a lot of weight. I've uh, given birth to a baby and I've had to. Yeah. What I've been looking forward to is your review of Twilight. It's going to be short. <laughs> It's going to be a short review. Are you ready for it? No, I want an in-depth review. Fuck you, Haley. That was it. <laughs> no, I um, I watched it. I had to keep 
like sticking pins in my arms to keep me awake. <laughs> um, Is that because I, of your I knew age? I was, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I, I knew I was in trouble when the the kids at the school there was someone I can't even remember where they were, and Bella or whatever name walks out and the kid go like one of the regular school kids is like, hey, look, Bella, a worm or whatever. And I just went, oh, no. <laughs> no. And then um, I was the, the, the tailor, Lord, like he had the worst weave in human history. As soon as he turned off on the screen, I just went, any drag queen in the whole entire world would clock that in about five and a half seconds flat. Like it was just awful. It didn't, it, there was nothing convincing about it and there was nothing convincing about his face in, in it. Um, Native American emo kind of thing going on. Um, I did Google for cultural appropriation. I did Google whether or not Taylor Lautner was Native American. And it turns out he is partial, okay. maybe one sixty seventh or something. But yeah, so he he was okay to pay to to play a Native mm-hmm. American. But I did Google it. Gee, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I I didn't. I, I I but I did go in with an open mind. As much as on the last episode, I was like, "Fuck this," and like whatever. I I went, mm-hmm. you know, give it a go because you just don't know. Um, her and her father's relationship was just like the world's most awkward first date yeah i agree <laughs> it's gonna sound wrong when i say it but the, the sexual attention wasn't there <laughs> at the same time as it's at its worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a big no from me mm-hmm. it's a huge no from me and i was just like when the credits started i was like thank god <laughs> but thank you for opening my eyes up to the <laughs> To the Twilight Dynasty. <laughs> it makes me happy that you did watch it. <laughs> we knew, we knew, but I did go in. I, I promise, I did go in with an open mind, and I did watch it, and I just couldn't. No, but thank you. Okay, so we've done my um, my my review. I don't think it was actually was a review. It was just shit, and I just I I I couldn't. Um, so I asked you to watch the, I think it's 1988 movie, Big Business with Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. What did you think? Go. Okay. So love the fashion in the cars. That's, that's my favorite of that era. It wasn't my movie. Like I felt that they only met each other in the last 10 minutes of the movie. I was like waiting for them to meet and it just mm-hmm. never happened. And it was very irritating because Lily Tomlin and the other Lily Tomlin dressed very similar the whole time. So I could never tell which story was which. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so for anyone who hasn't watched it, uh, the premise is, is that the twins, Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin, two women give birth to twins in the same hospital and they switch one of the twins. So it should have been, you know, two Bette Midlers in big New York city and two Lily Tomlins, but of course it was Bette Midler, Lily Tomlin, so on and so forth. So the funniest thing she said was she's like, I eat 60 calories a day. And I'm like, I know how much 60 calories is. I'm like, you wouldn't function properly. <laughs> um, but other than that, it just wasn't my movie. Like I didn't, I like, I liked the, 
other one that you made me what clue much better than mm-hmm. I did like this one, even though I do like the actors that were in it. It just wasn't wasn't like a fuck you cast, but it was like, mm, yeah, no, not a, not a fan. It has some of the classic one liners in it. Like, yeah, you know. I just, I don't know. I didn't really find it realistic either. Was there really like female CEOs it's hard, at that time? People, I saw the movie. I was at the premiere. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. You're allowed to not. I mean, I just shit all over Twilight. So. <laughs> yeah, like it, it just wasn't my movie. Like, mm-hmm. we can find another one. It's all good. What are you making me watch this week? Okay, it's on Amazon. Okay. Okay. It is, I think it was made in 1985. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know it's free because I just rewatched it the other night because I, when I was going <laughs> through it, I just went, oh. Um, it is the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Okay. With Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. and a very, very, very young Shannon Doherty. Oh, okay. I don't really like either of those actresses, but uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'll deal. Okay, so mm-hmm. Amazon Prime girls just want to have fun. Okay, it's a dancing movie. They dance. <laughs> they dancing. They dance. Is it a musical? No, it's about a dancing oh. contest. Okay, all right. I'm not super into musicals. You're gonna hate it, and I can't wait for you to hate it because <laughs> I love it. I love it that much. I, I, but I, I remember. I think, I think I saw it at the movies. Okay, so, and you may have seen yeah. this one. If you have seen this one, I have other options. Uh-huh. We're going with the same similar, not not vampire theme, but supernaturally kind of thing, because I know that that's your thing. My least favourite um, genre. <laughs> fantasy, fantasy and supernatural, yeah. yeah go. It's still a cult classic. I still have some cult classics in mind. Did you research it on Google? To find out if it was a cult classic. Yep, I Wikipedia it. Shaun of the Dead. Okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. I didn't think so. It's on, I want to say Stan on Netflix. Either way, I know it's it's free. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Stan, actually. It's got Simon Pegg, uh, a parody of Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Shaun of the Dead. It's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what you have to watch. That's fine. I'm okay with watching something like that only because, you know, it's not something that was designed for 12-year-old prepubescent girls to fall in <laughs> love with. What's his name? Oh, Edward uh, Cullen. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Im. 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 The new, that the new Batman. Uh, we're finally to the drag portion of the pageant this week. Ripple's Drag Race Down Under. This week, so, well, uh, you know what? I'm going to say, can I guess? I'm going to give myself credit. Mm-hmm. You did call it. Last, last week's episode, I called it. Who were the bottom two? Queen Kong and Beverly Kills. Now, I'm also going to allow you to take credit because... I think you're right because I actually watched our episode the other day just to check for um, quality purposes. Yes. And you said, I don't think Queen Kong will win the limp sync, but she'll stay. Correct. I think that's what happened. Yeah. It, it, 
They have to go by merit and just not that one lip sync, like the whole time. Um, I will give Queen Kong, because we kind of shit on her last week. She had a really nice moment with Beverly. Um, And I think that we need to understand, look, we're here to judge as well, but I think we need to understand they are under a lot of pressure and people handle it differently. And Queen Kong just kind of took. Imploded somewhat. Yeah, but like just took it out on Beverly. And Beverly, mm-hmm. I don't think is innocent. I think she took it out on Queen Kong as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think she was just um defensive. It's prison rules. It's prison rules. Yeah. You go into the yard and you beat up the top dog. Yeah. That's what you go in there, you go into the prison yard, you beat up the biggest bitch in the yard, <laughs> and then you try to be top dog. Right? Yeah. Which is what I think Beverly did right but not consciously the lip sync itself i think i think queen kong really relied on what was that stupid side tumble Hmm? Uh. she wasn't doing somersaults or backflips or anything like that beverly did three forward flips down the catwalk and we know from listening to the panels at Drag Expert, that's not a long catwalk, right? No. Yeah. So she did those, she did a split, she did all that. And then Queen Kong was doing like side barrel roll stuff and she had that stupid flowy thing on her. Like, I don't, I really don't want to sound like I'm totally ragging on Queen Kong because I think I, I think I said, I loved her at the beginning. I think I find that her personality has kind of turned me off her a little bit. I'm sure she's a lovely person in real life and I really can't make, and I'll probably be starstruck when I meet her, but I'm we're, we're judging by what we see. And I was not overly, I was impressed with the lip sync, but I think when you're going to do the tricks and stuff, I think part of the reason why she stayed is probably because RuPaul had never seen a side assault. <laughs> I think that Queen Kong went in and a, some queens have done this. There's usually one every season. They come in and they think that they're going to win every challenge and be the best at everything. And when they're not, they get so down on themselves. And then it just sort of spirals from there. And I think that's Hello, what Roxy Andrews. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what happened with Queen Kong, where she just mm. think, thought she was going to do really well and she hasn't been doing as well as the other queens. And it's just spiraling from there. But uh, congratulations to uh, Spanky Jackson. She didn't win, but I think she should have. So I'm giving her my congratulations because I gave her the win for the palmy, balmy, palmy. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Um, Spanky Jackson's Palmerston North, I I thought was more entertaining for me. I mean, none of them were extraordinarily funny. Mm. But uh, the the balmy palmy fuck yeah, um, <laughs> it worked it worked for me. <laughs> like I, we bid a fond farewell to Beverly Kills. Um, and we have our top four, which is uh, Spanky Jackson, mm-hmm. Anaconda. Mm-hmm. Molly Poppins, the dark mm-hmm. horse of the competition, mm-hmm. and Queen Kong. Mm-hmm. I'm not missing anybody. That's the top four. 
Yeah. Actually, at one point we thought that they may, it may be a double save. We thought maybe, but then we were like, they don't really double save in the franchises. Have you noticed that? The only way that I've seen them double save is when the Queens, they just have a bad week. Like Mm. they just had a bad week and they were in the bottom and they were, they're not normally in the bottom. They're safer in the top and then they get put in the bottom. They have to lip sync against somebody who's also had a bad week. And Mm. then that's when the double saves come out because they don't want to lose them. Um, Could be due to ratings, could be due to, yeah. I just think that they take some consideration when, how popular the Queens are. Because generally, and most, most drag seasons follow, you can sort of see who's going just in the progression. But yeah, I think they tend to bring out the double saves when there's two favorites in the bottom. Mm. yeah Um, and and mostly and mostly the american one yeah that's that's what i'm saying like the franchises they don't do it and i think it's because you know they're only over there for a certain amount of time and they need to get it done and they don't need another season 14 where it took six and a half months to eventually like finally eliminate someone yeah our love beverly kills is no more you robbed on robbed 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 on uh, RuPaul's drag, dra- what is it? RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> We're talking about it, and I still can't remember. Um, so we're going to talk about the local drag shows playing for the week coming up. So we we still have the Fatty and Skinny show every Friday, nine pm, with Maxie Shield and Jackson Hyde at Ginger's at the Oxford. Saturday, six pm, RuPaul's Drag Race down under a viewing party at Ginger's at the Oxford. Uh, the Triple Ds with Maxi Shield, Jackie St. Hyde and Coco Jumbo every Saturday at 9pm at Gingers at Oxford. And a special note for this week, one of my favourites, Spanky Jackson, is going to be at the Imperial Basement, Erskineville, Sydney on Thursday, the 15th of September. Um, I would love to go and see that, but it's a school night. Mm. And... Um, you know, I don't have next Friday off like I do this Friday. Otherwise, I probably would have gone. I would have just rung you and said, let's go. Uh, yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening to or watching this week's episode. Um, uh, you can obviously look at us on YouTube. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. You can find us on Insta at Drag Me Out Official. Like and subscribe. We would like more people to like and subscribe. Please. We're good people. We are nice people. We deserve the like and subscribe. If you have any ideas, suggestions, questions for the show, don't forget to slide into our DMs on Insta or even leave a comment on YouTube for us. Uh, Any up-and-coming drag queens, if you would like to come on and plug your show or give us some kind of interview or if you just want to talk about drag in general, please don't hesitate to uh, hit us out on Insta at DragMeOutOfficial. And you can probably hit Haley or myself up on our individual Insta accounts as well. So thank you for episode four of Drag Me Out. And I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.